Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Aftermath of Fed Day. How about good old billionaire Barry? It's been a while since we've talked about him. Could we have a banking crisis 2.0 on our hands? Shout out to the one and only Jeb Smith. And of course, it is Thursday, so we need to talk about the job market and some other additional layoffs. Folks, a lot of stuff going on in the financial news today. Let's first start with Fed Day. So again, the rate decision, as we discussed, no-brainer. We've been on this one for quite a while. They were not going to raise interest rates. Frankly, they were not going to cut interest rates. So that was no-brainer. Second, the press release was essentially what we expected. Inflation's not 2%. We're not thinking about it. You know, all of those things. Then Jerome Powell gets in front of the microphone, and that's where I think things get interesting. The first thing I want to talk about, I believe most people missed. And this is really how we go back on this channel and we try to tie things together. One of the things that you and I have discussed over the last 18 months is the spread between the 10-year note and mortgage rates. Now, for a long time, it was over 300 basis points. Recently, it has been as low as about 280 basis points. What have you and I talked about for years? The, the banks, the lenders, are being conservative because they don't know how high the Fed is going to go. What happened yesterday? Why was yesterday important? Why did most people miss it? The Fed said, Jerome Powell said basically, they're done tightening. They are at, let me see if I get the right quote, they are likely at their terminal rate. So they're done raising. I believe that signal over the next 30 days will see that spread come in from 280 basis points to something, gosh, certainly sub 250 basis points. Remember, remember, the long-term average is 180. <laughs> Excuse me. So we still have 100 basis points of additional mortgage costs that aren't normal for the rate environment. So more on that to come. Next, Fed is getting closer to rate cuts, to which I say, no kidding. If you told me you're not going to raise rates anymore, the only answer is cuts because you won't stay paused forever. So if the next move's not up, the next move has to be down. The Fed is definitely wants to look at a sustained path to inflation coming in. This is something I have believed and I tried to share with you before. I believe they're going to go one extra meeting than maybe we all would like. So, for example, let's say the market falls apart. Let's say unemployment spikes in February. We want, we're beg the market's begging for a March rate cut. The Fed will go till May. If it falls apart in April, the Fed will go in June. That is something I have long believed. 
Uh, and then lastly, the Fed was asked, Jerome Powell was asked he, to talk about home prices. He was talking about home prices. Remember, I think it was a year ago. No, it had to be longer than that. Maybe 18 months ago, Jerome Powell came out in one of his press conferences and basically said, home prices are too high. Nobody can afford anything. We're going to go after it. Now, he wasn't as black as white as that. But that's what the market heard. That's what the crash bros heard. And of course, if you follow my channel, wow, fighting off a sneeze. If you follow my channel, what I told you is he can't do that. He can affect transactions, no problem. But he can't immediately affect home prices. So what happened yesterday? Jerome Powell said, who is to blame for high home prices? He says, not us. There is a supply problem. None of our tools will help supply. Also, he went even further. He went on to say that our job is to impact inflation. And he said, look at shelter and rent. Shelter inflation is coming down. It is on a negative trend. And rent across the country is now down eight months in a row. So Jerome Powell took a victory lap with rent and owner's equivalent rent, a.k.a. shelter, but he can't impact asset prices, at least directly, to the chagrin of all the crash bros who played his topic over and over again. So again, I think yesterday was very important. Rate hikes are done. Next move is lower. We should see a collapse in spread. Uh, they did kind of lay out the framework that March is too early, to which I say, let's see. Uh, we do have potentially, oh, we'll get there in a minute. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Billionaire Barry. Folks, if you don't know who Barry, Billionaire Barry is, he, he is someone that we have, we have talked about several times over the last year. He's a billionaire of Starwood Capital. He's a billionaire who had to uh, bank, shut down his mortgage company. He's the billionaire that had to sell, I don't know, 500 homes because he needed cash. He's that guy. Well, he is back at it, folks. He is talking about a trillion, not a billion, not a hundred billion, but a trillion. It's hard for me to imagine a trillion dollars in bad debt in the office and commercial real estate space. Barry Sternlich says that there, the market was valued at $3 trillion. It is now worth $1.8 trillion. Thus, there is $1.2 million or trillion, man, it's hard to say trillion so many times. That's a big number, of equity wiped out. So he gave a couple of examples. He talked about a New York building that once sold for $200 million. It was conservatively financed. That's, the, that's what I think the average person doesn't understand, is office buildings, when you're bought by pension funds or insurance companies or family offices, they are, they are really conservative. So they put 50% debt. So again, $200 million, $100 million in cash, $100 million in debt. According to Barry, when he looked at that office building today, he thinks it's only worth $30 million. That's like a 85% discount. $200 million to $30 million. That's, that's hard to fathom. 
that's just hard to fathom. He went on to talk about a San Francisco office building that once sold at $850 a square foot. It was financed at $450 a square foot, roughly 50%. It is now worth or trading at $250 a square foot. So what does all this mean? It means there's a lot of pain coming. The question is, where is it? Where is the pain? Well, folks, I think we're starting to see it. Good old banking crisis 2.0. We have had two, two examples in the last 24 hours. First one is New York Community Bank Corp. This is the, the bank that was in the news seemingly six months ago when they bought Signature uh, Bank's uh, loan book. Well, now they whacked their dividend, took a huge uh, loan loss reserves. They highlighted two commercial uh, mortgages that they're basically taking to zero and lots of pain. There's a second one that probably most of you missed actually occurring in Japan. Yes, folks. Banks in Japan were lenders on U.S. commercial real estate. Again, it was the gold stand. It was the platinum standard. It was hey, fifty percent LTV, you know, occupant occupancy at ninety-five percent, debt coverage ratio at two and a half, whatever it was, just crazy. We are going to see large institutions like this bank in Japan. I'm going to call it. Aorza, it's A-O-Z-A-R-A. -A. Too many vowels for me. But again, they are talking about loan losses from commercial U.S. commercial real estate. So where does this all go? Where does this all go? Let's assume that Barry is over-exaggerating. Let's say it's half, half of what he fears. So not $1.2 trillion, but $600 billion. I ask myself, a couple of questions. One, is this big enough for the Fed to create a, another fancy program to take the crap or dog poop assets off of community banks, put them on the Fed balance sheet, and allow the Fed to extend and pretend? To which I say clearly, I hope not. Part of the capitalist system that I want to see happen is if you do a bad deal, you lose. I hate when you have all the upside and then you socialize losses. I hate that. But that said, could this be big enough for the Fed to create a program like that? Yes. I mean, I don't know how you can't look at that and go, here we go again. Another bailout for rich people. It might happen. I don't want it to. I think the banks should extend and pretend. I think owners should take haircuts. Uh, I do think it's fair to say that some of these uh, equity is in pension funds and others, and we don't know where it is. It's okay. You know what? If you're a pen, let's just pretend you're a pension fund. Let's just pretend for a minute you're a pension fund and you bought that New York building. This is what I would do, right? So you bought it for 200, you know, you put in 100 million, then you took a loan. 
Now the building's worth 30. These are all numbers Barry quoted. What would I do? Well, I think somebody in San Francisco just did this. They let the building go to foreclosure. The bank foreclosed. Then the building goes to auction. And then you know what? If I was the pension fund, I would come in and try to buy the building for $35 million. Why not? Now you own the building free and clear. You can hold it with no debt. And who, who thinks New York's not, real estate's not coming back in three to four years? You just hold it, and then in a couple of years, you put debt on it. And you get all your money back. This pain in the commercial market will be short-lived, short being one, two, maybe three years. It's not a decade. Somebody in San Francisco did this. They occupied an office building. It was worth a lot less. They let the bank foreclose, and then they were one of the bidders at the auction, and they bought it back for like 40 cents on the dollar. Genius. Because if you're the if you're the equity right now, right? Bought it for two, oh a hundred, what are your choices? Are you gonna put 70 million in? No, let it foreclose, buy it for 40, and then you have no debt. I don't know. That's what I would do. Who knows? Let's talk about our friend Jeb Smith. Jeb Smith was nice enough to interview me over the weekend. We did a video on his channel that went live yesterday talking about not buying real estate in 2024 without, frankly, doing the work. If you want to see Jeb interview me, uh, go to his channel. I believe it was his last video. Leave a comment. I will do my best to go there, recognize you, give you a shout out. But uh, Jeb Smith was nice enough to interview one rental at a time, talking about buy box, doing the work, all of those fun and exciting things. So Jeb, thank you very much for the opportunity. And then, of course, it is Thursday. We've got to talk about weekly claims. This is, this is the one, folks. Every Thursday, we need to figure out what's going on. So this week, unemployment claims came in at 224. Expectations or estimates were 212. Last was 215. So if you want, you can actually start calling a trend now. We are two, two weeks, two weeks in a row where we are trending up. We have been above estimates two weeks in a row. For two weeks in a row, we have been above the previous week. That is a trend. It's not a long trend, but it is certainly a trend. Now, I don't get concerned until we're at 325,000 weekly claims. I think the feds may, get a, may wake up a little bit at 300, uh, but we have a ways to go. So we're still below 250. That said, Okta... Okta, another software company, just announced a layoff. They are going to lay off 7% of their staff, which equates to about 400 people. So, folks, uh, let's recognize a couple of people who got uh, deals done. Abby, congratulations for your next deal. And, folks, somebody that you have seen, you have undoubtedly seen in the comment section dozens, if not hundreds of times, I want to give a special golden ticket to all Nider Hyder. Uh, he is all over the comment sections, all over the live streams. He just closed his first deal. And if you're going to be coming to uh, Vegas, uh, we are going to uh, uh, actually, you know what? We're, we're going to give uh, all Nider Hyder uh, this on stage. Uh, so we give him a round of applause. But you know what? We'll find time. If you bring your cards or I'll bring some extras. We can take some pictures and um, just recognize everybody who closed D.
deal. So again, uh, Abby, congratulations. Your card is in the mail or will be in the mail. And All Night or Higher, congratulations to you as well. Folks, have an amazing day. It is Thursday, February 1st. January is over. Can you believe it? January is over. One month of 2024 is over. It is time to stop messing around. If you want to do real estate, real estate investing, all, you know how to get started one rental at a time is for you. It's $3.99. If you want to give it a taste for $47 or $50, you can buy the two-hour deep dive buy box. And if you are really, really ready to do the work, for 100 bucks you can get the replay of the 10-week boot camp. So... I don't know, folks. It's already February. A lot of you have been talking about it. Time to sign up. Join the Facebook group. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Have an amazing day. Bye.